It is now my great good fortune to introduce our speaker for today, Dr. Craig Kraft. Dr. Kraft is an agroecologist who has worked on rural and community development issues in Latin America, Africa, and Asia for over 15 years. He is presently the Asia and Africa Director at World Coffee Research, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the science of coffee. Craig earned a BA in biology from Reed College and from University of California, Davis, he earned an MS in International Agricultural Development and a PhD in Agricultural Ecology. He was awarded a Watson Fellowship after graduating from Reed and was a Fulbright Scholar and also a UC Mexis Fellow. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Craig Kraft. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, President Bilger. And thank you, the class of 2023, for inviting me to speak with you today. 22 years ago, when I was sitting where you are today, it never occurred to me that I might be asked to return and share some words of wisdom. I'll be honest with you, when I got the offer to speak at this year's commencement, I was stunned and, frankly, a little incredulous. Is this email legit? <laughs> Could this be some elaborate phishing scheme? <laughs> this quickly turned to a deep-seated existential heartburn, mixed in with a mini midlife crisis. <laughs> the voices of imposter syndrome echoing in my head. Does this mean I'm old? What have I accomplished that's worth talking about? My career is barely getting started. And how, how can I give graduates advice when I'm the one still asking for advice myself? I do not pretend to have all the answers. However, I can share with you how Reed, as an institution as well as a community, help shape both my professional and personal paths and what lessons I've taken that have served me well. I leaned on these lessons while working through a master's and a PhD. And again, when I decided to pivot away from becoming an academic, trying to create a life that was stimulating, engaging, hopefully creating stories worth sharing. Let me start this morning by sharing a bit about one of my obsessions, coffee, a drink that powered most of you this morning. If you ask my three kids what I do, they will say that I talk a lot about coffee, that I spend a lot of time making it, and that I travel a lot to work with farmers who, uh, that grow coffee. In granular detail, I could tell you that part of my working role is to negotiate material transfer agreements with government officials from Uganda to access plant germplasm, and that I'm raising funds from public donors to modernize the coffee breeding program in Ethiopia. Sometimes I meet delegations of agricultural scientists and coffee industry folks to visit research institutions in different countries to strengthen networks. Really, what I do is to act as a bridge, a bridge between the private industry and research, 
and between different disciplines, plant breeding, agronomy, climate change adaptation. The large, complex problems facing coffee production today require cooperation and collaboration. There are 12.5 million smallholder coffee farmers globally, and while I'm not naive to think, about, uh, to think that my work will impact each and every one, it's my small way for me to contribute to a better future, ensuring the future of coffee. It's my way of working on the challenges of climate change and tackling issues of extreme inequity and inequality around the world. The truth is, this could have happened really differently for me. I learned about Reed purely by chance when I got a pamphlet in the mail that highlighted the nonconformist approach to education here. I tested well on standardized tests during high school, but my grade showed me to be an indifferent student. I was sold on the reduced emphasis on grades, which I read as no grades. <laughs> this, you, you're quickly, you quickly learn this is not true your first year. At the time, I had very little academic ambition and was leaning towards the New Mexico Institute of Mining and Technology, an, outside, an hour outside of Albuquerque, where I grew up. 505 in the house, 505. Yet, yet my high school teacher and mentor, Paula Carmiel, encouraged me to think beyond what was comfortable and easy, and she told me she could see me on that campus. I've never been able to thank Paula as she passed away after a brief battle with breast cancer during my senior year of high school. It's the day after Mother's Day today, and I need to stop uh, and mention my own mom and my dad, who surprisingly became champions of me attending Reed. I say surprisingly because my parents really didn't know much about what a Reed education was or how it might open up worlds for me, but they believed in me and they had made the decision to financially and emotionally support my choice. My mother immigrated here in the early 1980s, and her accounting degree from the Philippines was not considered equivalent to a US university degree. So when it came time to choose a college, she was determined to help me have options. And as my parents' salaries were hard-earned and spread across three kids' worth of college, I don't take their decision for granted. So, Thank you again, mom, dad. Let's, let's pause really quickly. I'm gonna pause and let's have a shout out and a round of applause for all the family, parents, friends, and support networks that have helped you in your journeys because you don't get to today solely on your own. Perhaps they don't always understand the whys or the hows of Reed, but they've helped you, support you in getting here today, so thank you. My first year at Reed was spent in truly a fantastic culture shock. Balancing the incredible academic demands while navigating the newfound freedoms and endless opportunities available to you as a fledgling adult in a new environment filled with Reedies. An environment that had very few limits and luckily, in my time, back in old Reed, no social media to document the trials and errors of learning to be an adult. It took me some time, 
but by the end of my freshman year, I was much more aware of the, of the very real consequences of my newfound freedoms in decision making. There is a, an infamous story that is left out of my speaker bio. On April 20, 1997, in the student union, I took third place in the 420 bong hit contest. Three hours into the competition, I had advanced to the final round. As the judges were weighing out the .420 grams per hit in order to win the contest, it was perfect stoner symmetry. But somehow, in the haze, came the stark realization that I did not want to win this contest. This is not what I wanted to be remembered for. <laughs> I wanted to have a more compelling story. I walked away from the, the, the final round in a moment of clarity on how these small decisions might take my life into a different trajectory. By the end of that first year, I truly learned the value of applying discipline when it came to my studies, and that while Reed provided me with the opportunities to mature and grow in my education, I needed to own this process fully and make a commitment to myself to focus and to work with intent. My Reed story cannot be told without talking about how I met my wife, Heather Zornitzer, during a semester abroad our junior year in 1998. She's here in the front row. We traveled to Costa Rica to study tropical ecology, a discipline that asks you to see how all life is connected. Heather sees the world with a Reedy's eye, always asking the hard questions and applying a strong social justice lens to all she does. Towards the end of our studies in late October that year, Hurricane Mitch had laid waste to countless rural communities in southern Honduras and northern Nicaragua. Somehow Costa Rica was spared the worst of it, but within a few weeks, a Nicaraguan professor of ours at the University in San Jose started to organize relief efforts and Heather didn't hesitate to join in. The plan was to finish her exams and head to Managua to support as a translator for some international health projects. Without really knowing what I was getting into, I invited myself along, embarking on what would become a truly formative period of my life. I cannot do justice to this part of our story right now. But suffice to say, plans changed and we found ourselves on the far northern border with Honduras in a small town with little running water, sporadic electricity, and rising cholera cases. We were asked by a local organization to complement a Doctors Without Borders project and help increase sanitation coverage in the area. We managed to get a proposal written and sent to Steve Koblick, the president of Reed at the time, who helped us secure a seeds grant. This, along with funds that our parents, family, and friends helped to raise, ended up supporting the construction of 120 new latrines in three communities along the Rio Coco. During our five months there, we observed extreme poverty and malnutrition, but also fantastic joy and celebration as communities came together to pick themselves up and move forward with the milestones of life. We learned so much about so many things during this short, intense period, and this shared, singular experience forged us together 
evolving into the most important partnership of my life. When we returned to Reed the following fall semester, Heather and I both had a new appreciation of just how complex the world is and also how Reed had helped, us, had helped to provide us with a path to engage in a very small yet meaningful way. In my senior year, I applied for a Watson Fellowship for a year of independent study abroad. I proposed to look at the political and social dimensions of using genetically modified organisms in agriculture, a topic I had worked on during my thesis. I wanted to push myself outside of the laboratory and into the space where science can be actively applied to solving real problems. I wanted to learn how to move between sectors and disciplines and speak intelligently to policymakers and activists alike. I wrote draft after draft of this application, with Keith Carley patiently providing input throughout this process. At 22 years old, my Watson year was exhilarating, endlessly stimulating, and also at times fucking scary. <laughs> I had a loose idea of places where this work was going on, a network of contacts to start with, but there was a lot of empty space and I needed to piece this together myself. While I did spend time learning about GM crops and the wider implications of their use in the real world, during that year I was exposed to other aspects of agricultural research that I found equally fascinating, crop diversity and domestication. The scientists working on these issues all had a PhD, a credential that I saw as a gatekeeper. As Voyage changes one's perspective, mine had expanded with a vision of continuing to work overseas on these issues firmly burned in my mind. I created opportunities wherever I could to make this happen. During my master's, I taught undergraduate students in a field course in Panama. I went to Afghanistan and to Egypt to train agricultural extension agents. My PhD dissertation on the domestication of chili peppers took me all over Mexico making collection of wild plants and interviewing farmers in the state of Aguascalientes. After finishing my doctorate at UC Davis, I struggled with the idea of getting, uh, getting a postdoc and further specializing. Instead, Heather had taken a job in public, uh, public health research in Nicaragua, and the choice was evident. It took me 10 months of self-reflection and doubt, but I finally landed my first job, an entry-level support role for a coffee sustainability project. 14 years later, having lived in Central America and in Europe and worked in over 15 countries, we have just moved our family back to Portland and today feels like a real welcome home. <laughs> Fellow Reedies, class of 2023, I've shared with you a little bit about me and about how Reed helped me in ways I didn't realize until later. In time, you'll see them too. Here are some of the gifts I left Reed with. Reed has set us all on a lifelong learning journey, fueled by an insatiable curiosity and with the confidence to confront and embrace the challenges of complexities and to accept when we are wrong. The ability to have an intelligent discussion and change your opinion based on new information. Not being intimidated by getting deep and diving into the details not to be afraid to ask the hard questions, or sometimes the simple ones, 
and to hold yourself accountable to work to find the answers. Reed taught me the value of showing up and doing the work. This is a critical, often inelegant skill that are shared traits amongst those of us that make it to graduation. Persistence and perseverance, grinding. It's what moved us through those messy, challenging, often very emotional spaces, those hours in the library, the time spent rerunning experiments or analysis in the lab, the time spent staring at an empty screen and a blinking cursor. It's about how you work through those moments. Reed taught us about the value of seeing across disciplines. What is the value of a liberal arts education in a world and work environment that keeps trying to create specialists? Engaging across multiple disciplines requires humility, an approach that opens more doors to you in more places than those rooted in superiority or authority. The world does not adhere to disciplinary boundaries. All of you here were required to explore other disciplines outside of your comfort zone. Literature majors taking science, science majors taking anthropology and philosophy courses. For some readies, it's the six semesters of PE. <laughs> Our multidisciplinarity allows us to be translators. It allows us to be bridges. In this present environment that fosters extreme tribalism and division, the world needs more bridges. The world needs more readies. Reed also taught me to prioritize joy and fun. Work hard, play hard, as cliche as that sounds, was an ethos reinforced again and again over my Reed years. Purposely prioritizing joy in what you do is a radical idea today. Rather than close with some rah-rah exhortations to go and change the world, and since this cannot be a commencement speech without a quote or reading a poem, I'm going to leave you with this recent work by Kate Bear. Idea. I will enjoy this life. I will open it like a peach in season, suck the juice from every finger, run my tongue over my chin. I will not worry about cliches or uninvited guests peering into my windows. I will love and be loved. Save and be saved a thousand times. I will let the want into my body, bless the heat under my skin. My life, I will not waste it. I will enjoy this life. Thank you.